You are listening to episode 37 of the Happy Outdoor Families podcast. And today we are talking all about prioritizing outdoor time when you have a child in public school. I'm excited to share with you what our plans are for this year to ensure that we still have lots of fun time outside together, and also some ideas for how you can support your child's school in getting some more outdoor time on their schedule as well. Listen in. Welcome to Happy Outdoor Families, the podcast that encourages and equips families to spend more time exploring and playing together outside. I'm your host, Emily Eisenbarger, and I hope that as you listen in each week, you will feel inspired and excited about reconnecting your kids and yourselves with the outdoors. Each Monday, I will be bringing you a grown-up episode featuring conversations about all things outdoor play and adventure-related. Every Wednesday, make sure you tune in for an episode just for the kids to listen to with their grown-ups where I will bring you a simple play invitation to get you started with some fun, open-ended outdoor play. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Um, This week, I have been thinking a lot about the major changes that are happening to our family schedule as my oldest daughter starts at our local public school. Obviously, spending time outside is a huge part of our family culture, and it is also a top priority for me as a parent because of what I have studied and witnessed of the benefits of kids spending lots of time outside playing. So this has been a big worry of mine. And honestly, outdoor playtime was probably the top reason that I chose to homeschool for the first two years of my daughter's education. Now, I will preface this by saying that we have heard nothing but wonderful things about the school that we are starting at. And I have no negative feelings towards anyone there. In fact, we are very excited for my daughter's teacher and the principal and really the whole community at her school. But the reality is that my child is going from having pretty much unlimited outdoor playtime as a homeschooler to full day school with one 30 minute recess, weather permitting. In my opinion, that is not sufficient. And I fully believe that children in school would not only be happier and healthier with more active outdoor time in their school days, but that their focus would be better as well as their overall academic performance. On the other hand, I also understand that teachers have limitations on their instructional time, things that they have to fit in, standards that they have to meet. And even if outdoor playtime was going to increase in our district, or in our school, it's not happening tomorrow. So her schedule is what it is. And I know that her teachers are going to take care of her and have her best interests at heart, even if she's not getting as much outdoor time as I wish she was. Some of you probably have a very similar situation for your own kids. Some might have a little bit more outdoor time in their school schedule. Some might have even less. I am going to be talking more about advocating for recess policy in a later episode, because I think that is really important. But today, what I really want to talk about is how we as a family 
can still prioritize outdoor fun around a regular public school schedule, just as it is. So I am in a Facebook group associated with the 1000 Hours Outside Challenge. And recently there was a really good conversation going on about this topic. And I loved hearing the suggestions of other parents and will share some of those ideas and thoughts about still getting a lot of outdoor time into your schedule when you are on a full-time school, a full-time work schedule during the week. Now we have had a 1000 hours chart on our fridge for the last three years and have had a lot of fun with that. I am just personally motivated by trackers and being able to visually check things off. And so for me personally, I love that. But I do want to start with this. You do not have to spend a thousand hours outside to care about being outside or any specific number of hours. You don't have to spend a thousand hours outside to be an outdoor family or to see the good that comes from prioritizing outdoor time. In a 2019 study, research found that major benefits of outdoor recreation were accrued at just two hours each week, with the benefits basically maxing out between 200 to 300 minutes. Researchers even found that it didn't seem to matter how this time was distributed over the course of the week. It could be all in one go or just a little bit of time each day. Of course, this is just one study, but the evidence is there that even a relatively brief amount of time, we're talking about roughly 20 minutes a day or one two-hour excursion on the weekend, will still benefit your family so much. So with that being said, Let me tell you about how our family is approaching outdoor fun while working around a public school routine. I'm going to talk about a few different points. Um, First, scheduling the time. Second, doing what is fun and manageable for you. And three, getting creative. So first, let's start with scheduling the time. I'm using my own example here. So my daughter's school doesn't start until 8.50 in the morning get out at 3.50. Factoring in car rider lines and the drive home, it just does not feel like there's going to be a lot of space for us after school, as we will quickly be running into cooking dinner and other evening responsibilities. I've heard about other parents starting play clubs at their school, which is such a fun idea, and it's exactly what it sounds like. You basically set up a club for kids at the school to get together and play. Now, a lot of times this would happen after school and it could be on the school grounds if you have permission for that or even just in a neighborhood park or playground or outdoor space. For us, the afternoons are gonna be more of a challenge so I've decided that it's actually going to work better to schedule our outdoor play before school. My daughter doesn't have recess until the afternoon, so this will allow her to get some morning playtime, morning sunlight, and get out some energy before starting in on her school day. One of the added bonuses of this is that we are actually going to skip the car rider line. Our school is kind of out in the country, so we don't have an option to walk or bike in the mornings. And I've spoken with our principal to get the okay, But what we have decided to do is get to the school an hour early and play there in the fields and on the playgrounds. Then when it's time to head to class, she'll go in and I'll head out with my other two. I'm honestly super excited about this. We're going to test it out for the first couple of weeks to make sure it goes smoothly and makes sense for us. And then if all goes well, we will probably 
gradually try to find a few friends to start joining us. For our school specifically, we can't make it an official club at the school. And if before school care comes to the playground, we have to give them priority on the space since it's technically school hours that will be there. But besides that, we have got the green light and I am so grateful to be able to do that. You know, one of the things that I have really noticed this year as we have done a weekly nature group with just a couple of other families is that our kids have gotten so deep into their play when they are allowed an extended amount of time to just be together outside. We get together at the same park every single week in a natural space and they have created these amazing imaginary worlds that they return to week after week. And I think that if we were only getting them together for 30 minutes at a time, that level of play and the extent of those worlds that they've created might not have really happened in the same way. So one of my big hopes for this group that we are going to start to get together in the mornings is that we can have a little bit of that magic again this year. And the great thing about that is these will be kids that are at school together and so they can have that fun play together at the beginning of their day. And then maybe later on in the day when they go to recess, they'll be able to continue that. And this will be their special outdoor space. This is the outdoor space at their school. And they can feel a little bit more ownership over that and being able to spend a little bit more time in those spaces and getting to know those spaces. So this is something that I am really excited about. And the other thing I love about it being on school grounds is that we are going to be seen. We will be seen by other kids coming into the school. We'll be seen by the teachers, the administrators, and hopefully we will be able to spark some more enthusiasm for outdoor play and get more people really interested in increasing that time outside. So on the second point of doing what feels fun and what feels manageable, that is what this is for us. We are not going to try to do any big hikes or excursions on weekdays or even stress about how much we go outside after school. Although I'm sure we will still wind down in the backyard sometimes, but it's just not going to work well for us in our current schedule to try to do those things during the week. While it is a little unusual, mornings are just what feels good for us right now. And we will also have the weekends for family activities and backyard fun. I'm hoping to camp a few times this fall as well. Now, if you have kids that have an early start to the school day, maybe an after-school playtime is what makes more sense for you. Or maybe you really benefit from getting out deeper into nature on a more regular basis, on a hike or other excursion. And for you, that does feel fun and manageable on a weekday. I think the important thing is that we accept what is practical for us. and We don't worry about whether or not it matches up with what someone else is doing. If you're just exhausted and unhappy pushing yourself to do something because you feel like you should, you might just be defeating the purpose. So do what works for you and do what is fun for you. And one other point I will make really quickly here is once you have figured out what makes sense for you, what is manageable and what is fun, commit to it. Make sure that it's put on the schedule and that you protect that time. Don't let it get replaced with other things. And sometimes even if you're feeling a little tired or like you don't want to do that thing that you put on your schedule, try to push through and create those habits. And 
if over the long term it still isn't feeling good and it's still feeling stressful or like you're too tired to do the thing that you had originally set out to do, then change it. But give yourself time and protect that time. Sometimes the things that are important to us, that are a priority to us, don't feel easy and don't feel like the thing that we want to do right now, but we will still be happy when we stick to it and when we do those things. So for me, I really hope that my morning routine of going to the school and playing and hopefully getting a group together to do that, I hope that that feels great to us a few months down the road. If it's feeling like a burden and like it's just not really working, I will re-examine and I'll see what we can change. But until that point, I want to make it a priority to protect that time as something that is really important to me and is important to my kids. All right. Now, my third point is to get creative. Maybe that means going out at a time that you're not used to like we are or carving out more of your weekend for purposeful outdoor time because it's hard to make it happen during the week. Maybe you can also find ways to help your kids' schools start to get more creative in adding outdoor time so that not only your kid, but all of the kids in their class or at their school can start to enjoy more of that time. So let me share just a few ideas that I've heard from other parents or that I am personally trying this year to help my daughter's school get a little bit more creative when it comes to adding time outside during their day. First, some thoughts that I have seen from other parents in these discussions. And I can't say whether these are things that I will try as I don't have a good enough sense for the needs and limitations of my daughter's school yet. But these are examples that may apply to you or might start to get your brain going in the direction of what you could do for your school and for your children. So if you hope for your local school district to start increasing time outside, either with more recess or class instruction going to an outdoor space, see if you can figure out what barriers might exist and brainstorm how you could help the school overcome those barriers. So one common example is weather. Schools have to consider student safety in high and low temperatures when they are deciding whether they can go outside. And this is especially true if not all students are arriving at school prepared. If you're a teacher and half of your class doesn't have an appropriate coat or hat or mittens, going out in freezing temperatures isn't going to be an option. And of course, we wouldn't want to put the safety of half of a class at risk. So if this is a type of barrier that exists at your school, see what you can do about starting a drive or a fundraiser to supply the school with extra winter clothing so that those kids who might have come to school not ready to go outside can borrow you know, hat and mittens or even have a pair of mittens or a nice winter coat that they can take home and then continue to use throughout that season. When it comes to weather, those policies might be made at the school level, they might be made at the state level, and it might not be something that you're going to be able to change. One thing that I saw a parent suggest is starting what they called a polar bear club. So what had happened at their school was there was a group of parents who wanted their children to be able to go out in all types of weather. And so they were able to sign a waiver giving their children permission. And those kids that were a part of that club were able to go out even at very cold temperatures 
um, where they would normally have indoor recess. And so that gave those parents an option to say, okay, well, we're saying you're not responsible. We want our kids to be able to go out and play. That might be something that the school would be able to approve. And it might be something that you would need to support as a parent, maybe by volunteering to be an outdoor supervisor, if that's something that you can do, or seeing what other help your school might need to be able to make something like that happen. Something fun that I just learned exists at the school where my daughter is going to be is there is a running club. So one day a week, um, about an hour before school starts, there's a group that gets together. You can drop your child off an hour early and they go and run. And they have an app where they track the kids' distance so they can find out over the course of the whole year how far they run. And then they take them in when it's time to have breakfast or just hang out before class. And so I thought that was a really neat and creative way to get a little bit more time outside. So it doesn't have to just be free play or recess. Think about what other clubs or activities could fit in at your school. If we're thinking about class instruction time, schools do need resources to be able to make learning happen outside. Maybe your school needs tables or even simpler than that, maybe they just need some more clipboards and that's something that you could donate or start a drive or a fundraiser for. So imagine now the kids have an, the ability to take some of their work outside and not have it blow away and be chaotic. So think about that and talk with your kid's teacher and see what help might you need from me that would allow you to have more outdoor learning opportunities. I think a lot of teachers are really enthusiastic and, and open to this, especially after the last year of teaching through a pandemic and having to get creative and work so hard in so many different ways. We know that taking learning outside, taking play outside is the safest place that we can be right now to keep our kids healthy. And a lot more teachers are taking another look at outdoor learning. So it's a great time to step up and say, hey, I want that, I support that, and let me know how I can help you, or here are my ideas. There are actually whole curriculums that you can buy that give ideas for how you can teach concepts outside. So I'm actually gonna be talking with the creator of Wild Math and Wild Reading on the podcast here really soon, and we'll be sharing some of the background behind that. But that's another resource that you could maybe suggest to your teacher or even provide to them. Our teachers put so much into their jobs and into our kids. And so when we can find those little ways to support them and also show them what matters to us, I think that that is really valuable. Again, a lot of this is going to depend on the needs and also the restrictions of your local district. So be in communication and, you know, talk to your principal, talk to your teacher, because if they don't hear from you, they don't know. They don't know what you want. And they also don't know what resource they might have in you and other parents and talk to those other parents. Um, find those parents who have those same concerns as you and, and prioritize those same things and let them know, hey, we need to speak up and we need to let our school know that this is what matters to us. One other thought that I have that I'll share about getting creative when it comes to making outdoor time a priority and helping your schools to make outdoor time a priority is thinking about a school garden. 
Maybe this is something that already exists at your school and maybe it's not. I know for my daughter's school, um, I believe that they had a school garden previously, but it is not active right now. And I'm not sure even where it is, but I got to go to a PTO open house recently and they asked, you know, what are your special talents or what are you really interested in? And so I wrote down there, I said, well, I'm really interested and I'm passionate about outdoor time and being able to learn outside. And so I let them know I would be really interested in helping to fundraise and do even do grant writing to create a school garden or to help improve my school's outdoor spaces to make them more accessible for learning. And through that, because I um, expressed that interest, I actually found out that the school and the PTO are looking for somebody to help oversee some landscaping projects that need to happen. And so I don't know where that's going to go or if I'll be the one that kind of had that up, but that's just an opportunity that I would never have known about had I not spoken up and let people know about this interest that I have and that this is a priority for me. And thinking again specifically about school gardens, even if this is something that already exists at your school, the only way that matters is if the teachers use it and have bought into it and want to spend their time there. And that can be hard. Again, we don't want to add a burden on our schools and on our teachers because they are already working so hard. So maybe you as a parent, you could volunteer to create a watering schedule for the garden or help when it is time to you know harvest whatever it is that they're growing. Just let your teachers know that you're there for them, but also help them to feel that enthusiasm and passion for the outdoors and show them how that can happen. If you want to hear more about how gardening can benefit kids and a little bit more about starting a school garden, I actually did an episode with M. Shipman, who is the executive director of the Kids Gardening Organization. She gives some great information. That is episode six of the podcast. And you can also go to kidsgardening.org. They have a lot of resources about starting school gardens. And coming up later in the year, they're going to have a lot of grants that are going to become open for applications. So again, if that's something that you're willing to help with, I'm sure that your school would be excited about that and um, open to having those funds to be able to use on a school garden. I know that it can feel like when the summer is ending, we are losing all of our free time. And I know that is hitting me especially hard this fall, transitioning from homeschooling into traditional public schooling, at least for one of my kids, and that big change to our schedule. But as I have planned for this year and thought about the ways that we can still prioritize time outside and get creative and support our schools, I've realized that just because we do have a busy schedule or we have full days during the week does not mean that we can't still be an outdoor family and make that an important part of our lives. And I know that you can too, that you can do this for yourself and for your family and that you will feel so good when you can make outdoor time a priority in whatever way feels fun and feels manageable to you. It might be playing in the backyard, it might be hiking or weekend camping trips or being the parent volunteer that stands outside in the cold with those kids who are ready to play in all weather. Whatever it looks like for you, I hope that you are gearing up for an amazing school year and that your school year is full of fun and joy and learning in the way that works best for you. 
Again, thank you so much for being here and listening. And I hope this episode has sparked some ideas for you and gotten you excited and feeling renewed in making outdoor time a priority, no matter what your schedule looks like and no matter what your kids' schedules look like. As always, if you would like to connect with me more throughout the week, you can find me over on Instagram at Happy Outdoor Families. And if you have not already, don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on so that you never miss an episode. I always appreciate it when you are willing to go on and leave a five-star rating and a review. It helps me to know what you want to hear from me on the show and also helps this podcast to grow and find its audience. I will be back with you on Wednesday for another play invitation for all of you with small children. I hope that you all have an amazing week. And until next time, I will see you outside.